I just looked at my phone and I had goosebumps because she captured, you know, kind of the spirit of the feeling of our trip in a way that would have been impossible without that third party vantage point. And I thought this, without a doubt, is the best souvenir I'm going to bring back home. Welcome to the Tribe Archipelago podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is, of course, sponsored by Tribe Archipelago, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collective of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we are offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at tribearchipelago.com and use the code TRIBEPODCAST to redeem this one-time special offer. Have you ever taken a vacation somewhere and wished you knew a local photographer who could capture some photos of you while you were there? Flytographer is a Canadian-based startup that connects travelers with hand-picked local photographers in over 275 destinations for fun, candid vacation photo shoots. Their photographers not only capture incredible memories, but are amazing resources for what to eat, see, and do in each city. Today on the podcast, we talk with Nicole Smith, who is the founder and CEO of Flytographer. We chat about how it all works, how it got started, and how you as a photographer can get involved. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know what Flytographer is, can you just sort of give us the, the uh, elevator pitch about what Flytographer is? You bet. So Flytographer is a marketplace that connects travelers with local photographers in cities all around the world for fun, candid vacation photo shoots. So we like to say, imagine you're going on a family trip to Rome, you'd meet up with Roberta, she'd spend one hour with you, take gorgeous candid shots of you and your family with all those iconic backdrops. But she's also going to share tips about the city at the same time, like her favorite coffee shop or that alley with the view of the Colosseum that most people don't know about. So you come home, you've, you know, got this beautiful souvenir, but you've also um, rubbed elbows with a local in a really authentic way. And it's all for the price of a nice dinner out. That's pretty amazing. And I got to ask, how, how did you come up with the idea for, for this? Well, I think I've just, I've always been someone who's valued memories and, and photos. And I was uh, in Paris uh, for work. Um, I used to work at Microsoft for a long, long time in marketing. And um, I met my best friend after the work was over. So we had these two days in Paris without husbands or children, just, you know, two best friends catching up. And we just had such a great time. And we thought we need, we need a photo to reflect back and revisit this moment later on. So we did what everybody does. I'm sure you've done this too, Sean, where you, you take your cell phone or your, your iPhone out mm -hmm. and you do a selfie and it ends up being these two floating heads and you can't even really <laughs> see Paris or whatever's behind you. So we did yeah. a few of those and we're like, this doesn't really cut it. Then we asked a few strangers and of course, um, you know, um, my head was cut off or I had six chins or it was just, you know, nothing that you would actually, it wasn't reflecting, I guess, what we were seeing, what we were feeling. Um, and so the next day we had a, a local friend meet up with us for breakfast. And, um, afterwards I gave her my iPhone and just said, you know, would you mind taking a few candid wide angled, uh, you know, wide angle shots of us from a distance so that we can capture Paris, sort of that third yeah. character in the story. And so yeah. she did this, 
um, super casually. She wasn't even a photographer. She's an engineer. So it was just more the spirit of it. So she, um, you know, we'd go up on the bridge and she'd stay down on the bank or we'd just walk down an alley and she'd capture us from behind walking down the cobblestones from a distance. And uh, after about 20 minutes, I just looked at my phone and I had goosebumps because she captured uh, like, you know, kind of the spirit of the feeling of our trip in a way that would have been impossible without that third party vantage point. And I thought, this, without a doubt, is the best souvenir I'm going to bring back home. Yeah. So I, that's that's kind of the the aha moment for you then, I mm-hmm. guess, in, in coming up with this. Yeah. But how do you take that idea? How did you turn that into a reality? Yeah. So I, I came back to Canada and, um, you know, ha- had a good job and I worked from home and a couple of kids. So had a lot of balance in my life and I wasn't looking to create um, a business or start a startup. Um, but in my case, this idea just kind of marinated inside of me for about nine months. And every day I would, I would think about it and I'd come up with these ideas and daydream. And it just got to the point where, you know, I was pushing it down, pushing it down, but it just burst out of me. And I thought, okay, if I don't, at least try something, you know, take that, you know, as they say, take the spaghetti, throw it against the wall and see what happens. I'll always regret it. And I think I also had this sort of, um, you know, um, self imposed timeline because I was turning 40 in a few months. And I thought, well, if I don't, if I don't do it, you know, try something before I turn 40, you know, then that's it. So I kind of set myself that artificial deadline and, 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 uh, that the summer before I turned 40, I started researching names. I bought the URL for flytographer.com. I had a friend going to Paris. Uh, and so then I started, you know, connecting with photographers on Craigslist and, and other places um, because that's literally what you had to do to, to find right. a photographer back then. And, um, you know, found a few, interviewed them, and then found this one guy, Gonzalo, um, and sort of pitched my concept to him. And um, he was, you know, his game. And so we set up that first test shoot in Paris. And that was in the fall of 2012. And so, you know, that shoot went down. Um, it it was great. We got, we learned a lot from it. Um, and then I did a series of shoots like that in different cities around the world with just friends of mine that were traveling and kind of had enough data at that point and, and great feedback on, on both sides from both the customer and the photographer. But this was something that people were excited about. So that was sort of the, the, the early steps of sort of, I guess what they call market validation. Yeah, very cool. Um, t- talk to us uh, about the type of clients that are that are using this service. So it's interesting because there's there's often this you know, I, I would say stereotype that it's going to be just millennials or people that are Instagram obsessed. And mm-hmm. in fact, forty percent of our customers are moms and hmm. just moms that want to get back in the photo and. You know, they're, they're traveling and they're often the ones chronicling the memories, but never in them. Or when they are, it's that, you know, like my experience in Paris, that, you know, floating head selfie or terrible stranger shot. Right. And so um, moms are a big, um, you know, audience of ours. And, and, and they realize that that opportunity to kind of press pause on a moment in time and be able to revisit, you know, photos of their kids when they're, you know, five and seven and nine and, and how, how just how much value that come, you know, that grow the, the value that it grows in over the years. So our customers um, range from millennials to grandparents. Like mm-hmm. I said, 40% are our families, but we also do a lot of um, honeymooners and couples who are celebrating milestone anniversaries. About 10% of our business is pro- uh, surprise proposals. So cool. usually it's the guy um, proposing. <laughs> and so those are 
those are fun. And, um, you know, we do those all over the world and there's like a, a planning process that goes along with it to make sure that it's executed well. Um, and then we're seeing a lot of, um, solo travelers. That's kind of a rising trend too, where people are adventuring and going to these great places and they don't want just to come back with a series of landscape shots that frankly, you could find a better image on Google, but, um, they want to be in the memories too. And so when you're, when you're a solo traveler, it's even more difficult to, to make that happen. Um, and the feedback we get from a lot of our customers is, that hour they get to spend with that local photographer, it's kind of like having a local wingman for an hour where they can, you know, um, have that companionship and then also learn great tips about the city that they can then incorporate into the rest of their time in that city. So, um, you know, oftentimes they'll, they'll, you know, come up with restaurants or activities or, or things that are are kind of, you know, must sees. Um, and so solo travelers, um, you know, really appreciate that part of it. Yeah, for sure. I think anybody that's done any amount of traveling, uh, having having someone local to, um, you know, sort of reveal maybe some of the secret spots and things like that is it's priceless, really. And it's funny because when I started the business, it was really, uh, you know, centered around the photos. Yeah. But from the first year that, that we've been operating, um, that has been, you know, really strong feedback we've gotten from our customers is that, you know, we hear things like, you know, Meeting with, um, you know, Crystal in Paris, so that was like one of the highlights of our trips because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, we travel to see how others live. And totally. so this is just a way to do it in a non-transactional, you know, authentic, kind of like meeting a friend of a friend because our entire marketplace is highly vetted. And so yeah. we, we choose these photographers, not just based on the fact that they're professional and reliable and talented, but um, they have great personalities and they, sure. they're really, truly excited to kind of host you around the city. And so yeah. um, that plays out when you're on the shoot and you're having that experience. And we even see situations, you know, not every time, but where that chemistry happens and, and they go for, you know, a drink or dinner with their photographer after. And, cool. uh, you know, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, you've also partners partnered with um, other businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we partnered with, um, you know, some some pretty cool brands. Um, we partnered with some hotel chains. We partner with um, wedding registries. We partner with travel advisors. Um, we partner with, like, um, Expedia's and TripAdvisor's um, to, like, to get the product out there more. And then mm-hmm. we partner with, like, The Knot. And so we do a lot of content um, um, with The Knot and, and um, you know, their different uh, media properties as well. But uh, yeah, we've, we've partnered with um, some pretty cool brands, mostly to help us get the word out there because this is a new category. We, we were the first to market. We created this space uh, mm-hmm. six years ago. Most people don't know it exists. So yeah. most people don't realize that, hey, you can, um, instead of doing your family photos in your backyard every year, why not do it when you're out adventuring with your family? Or, you know, if you're going on a honeymoon, why not capture those memories as beautifully as you did you know, your engagement or other parts of, of the wedding journey. So for us, it's yeah. like, how do we get the word out there to those people that are traveling? And so distribution partners, um, just a great way to get that top of mind awareness. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm a photographer, so uh, for example, last year um I went to Portugal with with my family and I was lucky I I, I reached out to the photographic community I'm part of and, and and managed to make arrangements to meet with a photographer and and he did exactly what you described he he walked us around the city uh, he took some photos of us he told us you know about different places and you know we went out for a drink so um for people that, you know, don't have those connections, this is mm-hmm. amazing. Like what an incredible resource. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, and it's more than just kind of the photos you, you, you took with him, you know, mm-hmm. you're able to really get to know someone locally yeah. and that just t- totally changes oh, um, yeah. your, your memories of the trip. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, listen, our, our, uh, podcast is all about photography and it's for photographers. So, Talk to us about how photographers who might be interested could potentially, you know, get connected with, with what you're doing. Yeah. So we, um, you know, on our website at the bottom in the footer, there's, um, you know, uh, you know, apply to be a photographer. There's a yeah. link there. So um, encourage people to check that out. Um, there's a couple of videos um, and some, you know, some information about what's involved. And if you think it's a fit, then um, definitely you can apply online there. We get um, we get a lot of applications, and so what we what we look for, um, as I mentioned earlier, is someone who's a who's a working professional photographer, um, and uh, but also someone who is like a travel lover, a yes. people lover, and um, is excited to show people around their hometown. Yeah, for sure, and and I'm sure there's got to be uh, certain location criteria that you're you know, locations you're looking to fill, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. I mean, we were like, we're a small startup, so um, we have limited resources. So we do prioritize those cities that we're really looking to, um, to fill up. Um, But uh, if you're an amazing photographer and in a destination that we're not in yet, uh, you know, absolutely apply because, uh, you know, we're, we're expanding. I think we added um, 30 new cities just in Q1 alone. So, you know, you never know. How many, how many cities are you in now? we're in 275 right now. Oh, wow. Um, but, but again, it's a very measured growth. Like we've had around 13,000 photographers apply to the site, hmm. hired less than 500. And so, you know, we could grow a lot faster and have a lot more, um, you know, uh, reach, but we're really cautious about our brand and making sure that it's the right fit yeah. and that we can, you know, put that customer um with a photographer in in any city around the world and they're just going to feel so good about their experience and that photographer is going to feel so good about working with photographer we we actually have um a community a facebook community with um which is really active and all the photographers around the world talk on daily and then we also have a, a meetup once a year um and there's a video on our, our website uh, around that but where photographers fly in and we have a week of, um, you know, workshops, photo walks, guest speakers, lots of hmm. dinners and, you know, drinking. And it's, it's such a, it's, a, it's so much fun and it's just a great community that, Very uh, cool. yeah. So nice. What's, what's on the horizon for Flytographer? I, I understand you guys are, uh, uh, developing an app. Is that right? We are not developing an app right oh, now. I okay. think we, you know, it's something that that's on our roadmap for the future. Okay. This year we're really focused on, um, just like growing the business, we've got um, so much upside, and we're also expanding into some adjacent verticals. So we're going to be testing event photography and um, seeing how that goes. Very cool. Yeah. And you also put out a quarterly magazine. What's what's that about? Uh, it's really to share the stories of our customers. We get, 
you know, um, probably a hundred stories a week from our customers that they're excited to share their photos, excited to share, share their travel stories. And so we, we pick the best of the best, the ones that, um, you know, just really strike us or are like heartfelt or, you know, in locations that are, you know, just really interesting. And so the magazine represents our customers and our photographers' stories. Cool. And where can people find that? They can find that on our website. So there's a link, uh, I think, in the footer, again, to it's called Passport Magazine. And okay. um, it'll definitely induce some wanderlust. So some more. <laughs> just be, be warned. Perfect. Be warned. Yeah. yeah. So listen, here's another question more more personal for you. I, I know you travel a ton for work and it's kind of go, go, go all the time when you're doing that. Uh, but I, I noticed recently you posted about something you called your do absolutely nothing vacation. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I noticed uh, you made a comment there and, and so I want to ask you, did, did you really lock your phone in the hotel safe all day? <laughs> I did. It was really hard. Yeah. I, yeah, we, I've never, I've, I don't think I've had a vacation like that probably for 15 years and it was so restorative. We did it in January, went to, you know, the Mayan Riviera in Mexico. Yeah. And, um, so of course, January, you're escaping the cold back home and <laughs> going into the heat, but, yeah, I took my kids and we all locked our phones in the safe um, all day long. And the thing that that you notice is, you know, at first it's weird, you, you know, you're trying to get used to it, but then you actually sink into it pretty quickly. But then you start to notice all the people around you that are so engrossed in their phones when they're sitting yeah. by the pool or sitting at the bar. And um, um, it's just, yeah, I think it was it was a great exercise. And I think we'll we'll make it a habit on future trips. Yeah, very cool. Listen, that's that's amazing, Nicole. I want to just thank you for for talking to us about Flytographer today. I, I think a lot of our listeners are really going to be interested in this, whether you know, as photographers looking into getting connected, or or even something they want to do for themselves when they do travel. I, I think it's a fantastic idea, and I'm I'm certainly going to look into it myself as well. So again, thanks thanks for taking the time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. No problem, Nicole. Cheers. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe and let us know what you love about the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. Your reviews help others discover our show, and so we appreciate each and every one. If you'd like to find out more about Flytographer, please check out the links in the show notes at tribearchipelago.com slash podcast. And of course, don't forget, as a way of thanking you for tuning in, we are offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at tribearchipelago.com and use the code TRIBEPODCAST to redeem this special offer. Thanks again. Until next time. Mm-hmm.